Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. I wish I could read. (laughs) I really do. I try to read. I buy books. I open books. And then I black out and I'm on Instagram and I don't know what happened. I'm like, why does Gone Girl have a chapter called hashtag summer hairstyles? I like Instagram. I have a lot of friends who don't like it. They say it makes them feel insecure. And I'm like, guys, just unfollow the hot people. You'll be fine. That's what I did. I wake up, I look at my Instagram feed. I feel so good about my life. Who do I follow? I follow a lizard. I follow a bakery. I follow a bird with no hair. I follow this woman that makes tiny replicas of food, like little eggs and little hash browns and stuff. And she's never posted a photo of herself, but I know I have to be prettier than her. I also like Instagram because I can meet someone new and then instantly learn all about their life. Okay, I can see who their friends are. Where do they like to go out to eat? Do they have a dog? What do they wear to the beach? There is something I don't want to see in your Instagram, and that is a paragraph about your mental illness. (laughs) I'll see the photos. I'll put it together myself. Don't hand it to me. I want to play Instagram detective at home. All right, that was Esther Povitsky from the preview of her special that just came out, uh, Hot For My Name. It's already out. It was You might have already seen it on Comedy Central, but if you haven't, Go to their website, check it out there, cc.com. Uh, that is Esther Pavitsky again. She uh, she put a whole special. It's not it's not just stand-up. It's also kind of a, a little documentary-style thing where they show her family. You get to see how she became the Esther that she is today. It's fun to see her parents uh, talking about her material. So, yeah, check that out, cc.com. Hot for my name, Esther Pavitsky. Welcome to another week of Stand Up with Tom Takar. I am Tom Takar. Of course, joined, as always, by producer extraordinaire, Coach T. How are you, Coach? You know, I'm out here, Tom. I'm out here, buddy. <laughs> You're out here? That's I'm cool, out here, man. man. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm out here, dude. I, I want to say, I so if you emailed me this past week, people are emailing. We got a lot of emails, by the way. Let's go. I, keep I, it coming. Wanna, keep them coming. We got some, we got one from, uh, we're getting them from all over the world. I just read one from somebody from uh, Vancouver. Uh, and then there was one that was uh, another one that was like in a different part of the world. I want to see where this, oh, Taipei and Taiwan. Mm. Uh, the person's originally from Georgia, but still pretty cool. He said our file, he said he loves the show, but the podcast download size is a lot larger than other podcasts of the same size. So it takes longer to download. 
I uh, did that on purpose because I want you guys to have to earn it when you listen to the show. <laughs> I purposefully fattened up the p- file size. That's the sort of weird shit that I do is that I, I go, let's make this larger than it needs to be. No, I don't know why that is. but well, that's, probably, uh, that's probably my fault there out in Tampa. Well, I use a lot of really expensive plugins, and I uh, <laughs> mix every podcast episode like um, an album. So yes. that's my fault. But that and quality you know is on fleek. That's all you need to it know. It is, and I've got right, uh, right behind that. And just to, just to prove your point, I also got an email that said, "I love the opening song. What is it? I, I think it's so sick. I can't find who did that right now, but somebody just sent me that. And uh, yeah, it's just proof. Oh, it's right here. It's Jeremiah uh, says, "Love the podcast. What song do you use for the intro? I've been doing some heavy commuting this week. Show just kept me entertained." What uh, is the song for the intro? It's such a dope track. And Coach, take it away. I know what you're going to say. But. <laughs> you know what? The first guy who got at me on Twitter, I was like, come on, dude. You need to pick it up. There's a world of Spotify that can handle your song needs. But then, but now here's what I'm going to do while I'm talking to you. I'm actually going to go in and I'm going to get the name of the artist because the artist deserves some, some, some love. So Yeah, that's get, fair. I'm that's good. You're a good man, here. coach. You know what? That's, you know, artists got to stick together. Cabo <laughs> San never left. There you See? go. No one's ever heard of these people. Cabo but, San <laughs> yes. never left. But you know, like, for that guy, Cabo, or for those the people in that band or whatever, they're like, hell yeah, finally a little bit of recognition. Like, they probably never get anything except for a little bit, maybe a little coin for being in that library. But yeah. Go follow Cabo San on all your social media sites there you go go. um i want to jump in uh to the show because uh our first clip is relative to joke detective from either last week or a couple weeks ago i can't remember when we talked about this i got so many emails from people who got this right who knew and you know i was sitting there in my detective chair i said i'm too old for this shit (laughs) every day a new case (laughs) it never ends (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got a family, and uh, and a, and another detective, another few detectives popped into my office. They say, "Hey, I'll take a little of that weight off your shoulders, buddy," and I appreciate it. So I want to give credit to the people to who sent me the answer. So the question was, I got we got an email from somebody a few weeks ago asking about a bit from a comedian who had two kids who were sleeping in shifts to torture him. I remember And they said something like, spill his chocolate milk, something like that. I went down the wrong path on this, and I truly can't believe I didn't get this, because I I do know the bit, and I know the comic very well. I'm going to talk about him after we play his clip here, because um, I got on the wrong track, because I got caught up thinking it was a clean comic, and it's not. Uh, the comic that it was is Chad Daniels. And some people mm. sent me with certainty. They were like, it's definitely Jim Gaffigan. Somebody sent me that I'm certain that that's uh, um, one of the uh, Bernie Mac bit. And uh, then Bernie somebody Mac. sent me. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't sound like Bernie Mac. At me, all. But I could see it. I guess I could see it. But uh, I don't love Bernie Mac. I'm a huge Bernie Mac fan. Um, it was Chad Daniels, though, and uh, I got somebody sent me the clip. I can't play the actual clip, but it's uh, it's great. I want to find this was Chris Blankart did me a solid because he sent me two emails. He sent me one where he's like, I know what it is. I know the special it's from, but uh, here it is. And uh, he then he sent me a follow up email and said, actually, I found it on YouTube. Here it is. 
And so I was able to send it to somebody else. Or I was able to send it to the the person who who sent that in. But thank you, Chris. And also, uh, I think it's Jared. Yeah, Jared Wilson did the same thing for me, but just a little later. But I I appreciate it. And of uh, maybe six people sent me that it was Chad Daniels, but they. I appreciate you going the extra mile and sending me the actual bit. That's, and um, that's nuts, man. I'm happy that they did it because I, I I love Chad and I was gonna play him soon anyway, and this gave me a perfect excuse. No, I think I'm gonna um, reach out to Jeremy and Ryan over at Viacom and Comedy Central and uh, yes, try to start a spinoff of this podcast called Joke Detective because I love people it. are really engaged with it. <laughs> people love Joke Detective. I think we need a whole narrative exactly. where we bring these people in. They're voice actors. <laughs> uh, I lose my family. <laughs> I lose everyone in my life yeah. to this. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, and coach over there, I can't keep doing this shit. Oh <laughs> uh, well, way to go, man! I, I'm so glad that this is one of the most um, engaged things I've ever been a part of. Well, everything's engaging, but usually I work with people who ignore them. So I appreciate that you do this, Tom. It's very, it, it gets me through the week. I, I love that people email us with it. By the way, it's suttpod at gmail.com. And uh, if you have a joke that you're trying to figure out, get to the bottom of, send it in. I think I have one more for later in the show that I'll, that I'll read to, to get the other detectives on the, on the case. But uh, I, I do have clips for you. One is from the aforementioned Chad Daniels, and it is, uh, it's a chunk from his Comedy Central half hour from a while back. And then I've also got a clip for you from Joel Kim Booster talking about uh, coming out in the South on his Comedy Central half hour. And here they are. My father actually abandoned my family when I was 15 and my sister was 10. And now I have a little boy and a little girl of my own and I look at them every single day and think, how in the hell did it take him that long? <laughs> wow, kids suck and are annoying, am I right? <laughs> Holy crap. My son wakes me up at six in the morning. He's eight years old, still waking me up at six in the morning doing this to me. Daddy, daddy, are you up? Are you up, dad, are you up, are you up? Can you get me some cereal? It's on the bottom shelf, you little prick. You know where it is. <laughs> Not like I'm hiding that stuff in the freezer. We strategically placed it lower so you could reach it. That's also why there's individual milks in the refrigerator so you won't spill the big jug again. Get out of my room! <laughs> my, uh, my daughter came home from daycare the other day. She was like, the wipers on the bus go beep, beep, beep. Well, your bus is broken, stupid. <laughs> I hope you kept the receipt. I hope you kept the receipt because somebody sold you a lemon. You're an idiot. <laughs> Wipers don't go beep, beep, beep. Horns do. Learn the words. You're three. <laughs> People always come up to me after shows. Chad, you shouldn't talk like that. Babies are miracles. They're absolute miracles. And I agree. When they're born, their feet are only that big. Yet they can somehow step on all your hopes and dreams. <laughs> I can see some Christians staring at me. They're not very happy about what I'm saying right now, but they can suck it. Because I would never hit my kids, but I would totally leave them somewhere on purpose. You know what I mean? Somewhere safe, like a cereal aisle or something? Because I wanted to be a dad really bad. Then I had kids. Turns out I wanted to be an uncle. Seems way better. 
My son was born out of wedlock, so we had to learn stuff differently, like this song. Mommy and daddy sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes the baby in the baby carriage. <laughs> then comes marriage because of the baby in the baby carriage. Now they kind of like each other. <laughs> My daughter's name's Anastasia. It's not like a family name, but there's a kid on our block that teases all the other kids and he has a lisp, so we thought we'd mess with him this time. <laughs> That's gonna be great. You're stupid, Anastasia. <laughs> now she can be like, am I fat tongue? You might want to practice talking because my middle name is Seabiscuit. <laughs> we can laugh at that, right? It's a five-year-old with a lisp. He's gonna get over it. It's not like I'm up here making fun of an 18-year-old with a lisp. I wouldn't do that. That's gay bashing, and that's wrong. to get mad about the lisp. Get mad at the guy who named it lisp. What a jerk, right? <laughs> hey, what can't they do? They can't say their S's. Seriously? Let's call it lisp. <laughs> and put them on the bus. We're moving to Mississippi. Come on. <laughs> Where do you guys live? Mississippi. Ah! <laughs> My mom was so mad when she figured out why we named her that. She's like, you named your little girl that just to tease a little boy? I was like, you're lucky we had a little girl or right now you'd be holding a grandson named Suffering Succotash. <laughs> I had to go to a parenting group before I had my little girl. We got hooked up with this hippie couple, and they're really weird, you know? They're like, you already know what you're gonna name your baby? That is so 90s. It's the 21st century, we're gonna let the baby come out of my wife's vagina and let it inspire us into naming it. <laughs> oh, really? We'll enjoy raising a baby named Stinky Purply Wrinkly Crappy. Those are the first four words you're gonna be inspired with when you see that little ball of pus. Have you ever seen a newborn? They're so gross. Mr. Daniels, would you like to hold your daughter? Well, wash her off first, and I will. This is a new shirt. Somebody told me we were taking pictures today. I'm a strict dad. I won't let my son use gutter bumpers at the bowling alley. People ask me why not. I already told you he's eight, remember? Throw the ball straight, jackass. How hard could that possibly be? Their parents are so, they're such lunatics about it, you know? What if he doesn't get a strike? Well, then move him over a little bit and try it again. How hard is that? I was at a bowling alley one time. This kid came out to me using gutter bumpers. Hey, mister, I got a strike. No, you didn't, you little window licker. It bounced five times before you even hit a pin. You'd be in the middle of the third frame with zero right now if you weren't cheating. Now go get your dad so I can kick him in his <laughs> I coached my son's t-ball team this summer. I know you guys are like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> Don't cover your laugh, that's okay. Everything I say tonight's supposed to be funny, so if they're not laughing, you're right. <laughs> Parents lose their mind at t-ball. Excuse me, sir, you the coach? Can I talk to you for a second? How come my boy isn't the pitcher? Cause it's t-ball. <laughs> I'd be happy to put the ball on his head and let the other kids swing at it, if you like. <laughs> Especially coming in here with that crappy attitude. You know what I mean? The best play I ever saw, a little girl dove for a ball, caught it in midair. Her dad didn't even say nice play, just goes, get up and tag him, get up and tag him. She dropped the ball and the glove, runs over and goes, you're it, and then runs back. <laughs> yeah. I tried learning French a while back. That's so ridiculous. I don't even know all of English. 
do you guys, like, have you ever talked to a really smart person? You're just like, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> was that one word? Holy crap, that was a good big word. That was big. And it sucks because my friend's an English teacher and he's always correcting my grammar, which he has to do constantly. Like one time I was like, hey, Tim, me and Kevin, we're going to the game. You want to go? He's like, it's Kevin and I. And I was like, oh, you're right. It is Kevin and I because you're no longer invited. That's right. Sometimes I look up a word in the dictionary. In the definition, there's two or three words I have to look up. Do you know how bad that sucks? I looked up a word one time. A half hour later, I had a list of 51 words to look up. My wife walks in. Looks like that list is growing exponentially. Well, 52, bitch. Thanks for stopping by. That's great. That's really neat. So I took a French class, right? But they had the no English rule, which is easily the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Every day I was in there. En français. En français. I don't know the language. That's why I took your course. Hola, Damorita. Even though I don't know all of English, it's still the best language for me personally, because all my friends know it, right? And it was the first language, duh, the Bible's in English. It says it right there, in the beginning, hello. I was confirmed a Lutheran for confirmation. We had to pick a verse out of the Bible, read it to the congregation, and it was supposed to reflect religion. Mine was Genesis 43, 23. I am your Lord, do not fear your Lord, for I have given you treasure in your sacks. <laughs> My mother almost beat the out of me that day. Yeah, I, I, funny for you guys, but she's chasing me around church going, pick another verse, you little smart ass. I'm in the corner going, thou shalt not kill. That's funny. My pastor was so mad, he's like, how does that verse reflect religion? It's like, well, the verse doesn't. The fact that I took it out of context does. You have to admit people take religion out of context. You ever seen the KKK on the news? Slavery should be legal because it's right here in the Bible. And that's crap because that guy can't read. <laughs> Surprised some of those guys haven't died from forgetting to breathe. You know what I mean? <laughs> what happened to Earl? He just turned blue and he fell. Well, blue, we got to hang him. He ain't white no more. Come on. I saw a guy in the news from the KKK one time. He goes, I don't like black people because they like fried chicken, they like watermelon, and they're lazy. And I was like, whoa, I am black. <laughs> I like fried chicken. And I love watermelon, especially the seedless kind. And that brings us right to lazy. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, my life is going pretty well, though. I have to say, uh, earlier this year, something pretty major happened for me. I became an uncle for the first time, uh, which is pretty cool. Oh, thank you so much. I had nothing to do with it, but cool. Um, I'll take the congratulations. Yeah, I became an uncle, and that's really cool. I'm really excited. Less cool. Uh, I have a very religious family, and there were many people in my family who were concerned about me being around the baby because I am gay. Um, I know, which is sort of ridiculous, because it's like nobody in my family has seen any of the guys that I've fucked, because I can do so much better than some fucking baby, okay? Like, come on. <laughs> Look at what I'm working with here, all right? That baby wishes, all right? My sister's baby should be so lucky at the end of the day. 
My family is very, very Christian. They're very evangelical uh, Southern Baptist Christians. They're so Christian that they homeschooled me until I was 16 years old because they did not want me learning about sex or evolution. And as like a fun fringe benefit of that, now I don't know about states either, uh, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Just never knowing where I am, you know? Uh, I recently truthfully had to ask a friend, what is Oklahoma? You know, because... <laughs> Seems sort of unclear. Yeah, so not a lot of practical knowledge going on up here in the old noggin, but uh, to sort of offset that, I am a nationally ranked Bible quizzer, which is pretty cool. That's a thing. Okay, got some uh, weirdos in the audience too. That's great. Um, so I know a lot about that, but sort of on the flip side of that coin, I've never used a condom, you know? So it is a trade-off uh, in the sort of knowledge you learn. Most of my family is from the South, actually. Um, yeah, I love the South. They're great, they're great. Uh, my mom is a real Southern lady. She's one of these ladies who thinks that our generation, well, we got too many participation trophies and that's why we are the way we are, you know? <laughs> Gay, that's what she <laughs> pins that on. But uh, uh, weirdly, my mom is also one of these people who's like, oh, no, no, you cannot take that Robert E. Lee statue down from my college campus, no, ma'am. And it's like, but mom, like, those statues are history's greatest participation trophies, you know? Like, y'all lost, all right? We let you erect a statue. So, think about that. Okay. I was actually, um, I was actually adopted, hence why my mom sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, I know some of you were confused. Um, you're like, something does not fit. Um, yeah, I was adopted from South Korea. South Korea, for those of you, you might know this, uh, it was the only country in the 80s that would fly a baby to the US. You did not have to go and pick it up. So in many ways, it was like the Grubhub of babies, you know? They would just <laughs> fly a baby straight to your door. No hassles, no fees, it was great. But um, yeah, so it was an interesting thing for me growing up with this face in an all-white family in an all-white town. Like, I fully knew I was gay before I knew I was Asian. Um, <laughs> that's a sad but true fact about me. It was a quite the rude awakening when I finally found out, I have to tell you. It was tough, but it's even tougher for me now because like, I don't meet a lot of like cultural expectations of what an Asian person should be in this country, you know? Like I'm terrible at math. I don't know karate. My dick is huge, you know? So it's just like on and on and on. Like, oh God. Just constantly disappointing white people, you know? Uh, tough. I actually don't know if it's that big or not, because um, every time I look at it, it's pixelated, so <laughs> sort of anybody's guess at that point. Okay, so if you didn't laugh at that joke, be glad, okay? That means you're pure of heart and mind. Uh, the rest of you, shame. Shame. We'll come back to that. I am a terrible driver, though, so that might be genetic. Um, I've totaled three cars, but actually, you guys, I think that has more to do with being gay and sleeping with men than it does have to do with being Asian. And anybody who sleeps with men in here, you might be able to back me up on this. Something about being lied to my entire sexual life about what six inches looks like, now my depth perception is fucked, you know? Like, I can't <laughs> parallel park, bumper to bumper traffic is a disaster for me. How big is this microphone? 18 inches? I don't know, you know? I just have so many sample sizes to choose from. It's really tough. 
So obviously, as uh, Christian as my parents are, they did not take it super well when I came out of the closet, mostly because I did not come out of the closet. They read my journal when I was 17. Um, yes, gasp is right. Um, it was rough because at that point in my life, my journal was less of like an introspective thoughts and dreams journal and more of just a BuzzFeed list of guys' dicks I was sucking, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> no content to sift through, just straight to the headlines. It was clickbait for my parents. Uh, they couldn't resist, they had to see it. Um, it was tough for them. But what's even funnier, so I, I mentioned I was adopted. I have two adopted siblings. They're biological to my mom and dad. And I have an older brother, and a couple of years ago, he also came out of the closet, which is like, you know, like, <laughs> I couldn't have planned a better prank, you know, like that. Oh, you pumped him good, Jesus. I uh, can't. Oh, it's so funny. It's so delicious to me because my parents, they really, like, they truly rolled the dice there, you know? Like, they made one themselves, they got one off the rack, and they both turned out gay, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know what the scientific argument is there, but that feels like nurture, bitch, okay? <laughs> that feels like your fault. What was going on there? Bet you wish you didn't vaccinate us now, mom and dad, huh? Do you want two sons without polio or two straight sons? You can't have it all, all right? You gotta give some stuff up. Now again, I am just joking. I love vaccines, okay? I can't get enough. Uh, every time a new one comes out, I'm just like, rah, 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 you know? Uh, I just love it. My poor dad, oh goodness. Uh, he's been through the ringer. It was really hard for him. My dad is sort of like an amateur pastor in a lot of ways. Like we didn't go to a church growing up. We had church at home led by my dad and oh, my God, yes, now that I'm saying it, I was in a cult. That's what that is. Um, it's not a church at all. Um, yeah, he had a real rough time with me growing up. I was a real shit kid. Uh, I was difficult to raise. I remember when I was 13, we had a fight that was so outrageous that my dad tried to exercise me in the middle of the fight. And when I realized what he was doing, I just started to laugh maniacally in his face, which in hindsight did not help my case, you know? Like, that seems like something a demon might do in that situation. I might as well have just crab walked across the living room floor, spinning my head around, spewing puke everywhere, you know? Yeah. Like, All right, that was Chad Daniels and Joel Kim Booster. Just two greats, great comics. Um, Chad is one of uh, one of my favorite of all time. I think he he's been really killing it. He just posted he had four hundred million plays on Pandora. Mm. Apparently, people are really killing it on Pandora right now, and Chad is one of them. I'm happy to see it. It's really great because he's know, he's so funny. I didn't know four million people had Pandora. That's insane. <laughs> I said 400 million. No, my you man. didn't. 400 did. million for Chad Daniels? 400 million spins from my man Chad Daniels. If I if I have that correct, I want to look it up. Uh, Bronger and uh, Dan Cummins are also on that list from what I saw, but um, pretty crazy uh, how many uh, spins he's got. But it makes sense. He's super prolific. He's got a ton of material out there, and he's a killer. He's, he's really, really, really good, and... I hope you like that clip. That's uh, some. That's some old. It's. I had never seen the the stuff that he did in that half hour live. I saw him after that for the first time, and he's great. He's just. He's so. He he's not clean. He's not like I was picturing when I when I did that joke detective thing. I was picturing this comic who 
was kind of dancing around and being a little bit uh, cute with his words, but it's not that at all. I listened to the bit uh, from the joke detective thing, and he's so funny and harsh, and the way he talks about his kids is hilarious. Uh, he's just one of the best. I I love him. He's also ballsy as hell. I I I know Chad very well. I've I did this festival with him in um, Cincinnati. One of my favorite memories of him just doing something is he has so much fun on stage he's so in the moment on stage in a way that a lot of people it's a very difficult thing to be as present as he is on stage and be and be so funny at the same time and you can you can see the moment chad is getting irritated he's very irritable on stage and it's very funny and we were doing this festival that was it's it's called cincy brouhaha and at this festival it's an outdoor festival. It's a beer and comedy festival. And it's one of the most fun hangs if you're a comic. It's very fun because you're just drinking outside and watching your friends a lot of times bomb <laughs> in front of a field. <laughs> uh, it's very funny because it's like people are there for beer and comedy, which is always a, a strange mix. But it is super fun. And if you're, I don't think they're doing it this year, but uh, when they bring it back, it's, it's very fun. Anyway, Chad is on the stage that is in a tunnel. Uh, there's one stage that's in this weird tunnel, and it's the best one because it's almost like a little comedy club. But this giant truck that has kegs in it pulls up behind him while he's doing his set, and it's so loud. And he, he just starts talking about it in the middle of his set. He's like, really? You couldn't have pulled like 20 feet forward? You have to do this right now during my set? <laughs> and so... He went up, we, he, he he just made fun of it for like four minutes, and they w w were completely ignoring him, and then when they were not looking, he snuck off stage with the mic in his hand, and he went and unplugged, the truck was like plugged into something to, to cool the kegs, and he unplugged it, and then just walked back and did his set, and they never noticed it, and he was like, well, that, they're going to be pretty pissed when all their beers are foamy and warm. Oh, <laughs> wow. He did that while he was doing a stand-up set. It was so impressive and uh, just a funny, funny dude. Um, weird times out there right now, man. Are you uh, are you going out and about yeah. in L.A.? Is L.A. shutting back down? Is that what's going on? <laughs> it's, it, it shut down and motherfuckers are upset, man. Uh, <laughs> present company included. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're... There's stand-up back. There is some safe stand-up happening in New York. I did three spots in Central Park the other night. I can't believe that. It's weird, but it's kind of fun. It's uh, Stand-Up New York is doing all these park shows, and obviously they're not, you know, uh, there's there's an end in sight when the weather gets shitty, unless they'll maybe they'll figure something out, but they, I, it's so weird. I've popped. It was like being in New York again, where... I was I'm so used to doing four or five sets a night and I haven't been doing that at all. I did three sets in the same park uh, over the course of an hour and a half where I just ran across the park and and did a set uh, in front of you know 60 80 people really? they're all yeah it's all outdoors everybody's distanced or whatever and it's it's weird. I, I have uh, an acoustics question. Yes. So, from what I understand, because, you know, I'm a belly room diva. I've been in there for years. Yeah. Uh, I understand that low ceilings helps capture the laughs. Did Absolutely. you feel like you were at a disadvantage telling jokes in, in one, the air? That is, a, that is a great question. And one billion percent, yes. That was a big problem. Is And also, there's no amplification system. So, you are projecting. And you got to really... I figured out, like... 
it made me go kind of broad and I would do things. I just got a little bigger and I, I got really yelly. I was yelling a lot of my act and I, here's my, you sure you weren't at a protest. (laughs) (laughs) I might've been at a protest. You're just shouting though in the park. And I kept, I was saying like, there's these little signs that say stand up New York. And I was like, those, we are a thin Stand up sign away from me just being a madman in the park, <laughs> yelling, just yelling at a crowd of people, like, and also another thing about pussy. And it's like, what? <laughs> what is going on over there? Yeah, like, you've, been, you've been on Tinder lately, <laughs> but, but uh, I was hold on, you, you guys had no microphone because the microphone, no microphone was unsafe. I don't know why we didn't have a microphone, actually. I think it's just that they were like, it's easier if we don't, and you don't really need it. And it's working. I will like. I think that it's paid. It's all like they pay for it because um, the there's like it's still a comedy club, so they set up a certain way. I don't think audience are paying, but they're like Venmoing or something. And um, yeah, it's it's. I think it's just the simplest way to do it is for them to not have a, an amp system. And it might be illegal in the park. I think that's actually what it is because there were people like you have to have a certain license to do this shit. But uh, yeah, it might be that it's illegal to do that so it works though it's pretty fun and it did occur to me my buddy who i played his clip matthew broussard he pulled me aside he goes you're really funny when you yell and i was like yeah man everybody's funny when they yell and then <laughs> it is true that some people aren't uh they some people yell and you're like oh that guy i could see what he's like when he's an angry drunk or something and yeah. uh some people yelling it's very whimsical but uh it's yeah it's a different way of performing it's like going from uh theater acting to tv and film acting you know so did you did you think you had everyone's attention because it probably was a lot going on did you look in the crowd and and see people were you know looking around because there's so much going on there's a no there's a little bit of that but for the most part people are locked in because people are starved for live entertainment that is something everybody's talking about and i really hope that clubs don't go away and have to shut down and stuff and i know that some clubs are already doing it so if you have a local club that you love if they're doing local shows and you don't want to go or whatever i i totally understand i i think that a lot of these clubs are doing things where you can watch virtually and pay to do that if you if you really like live stand-up comedy i really hope that you take advantage of that because it helps these clubs a lot, and I know a lot of them are suffering. Uh, so, a lot of them are close to closing. So It would be irresponsible for me if I did not mention that. The comedy store is doing just such a thing. So Amazing. Kill Tony and I believe the Roast Battle are, are going back, and they, do the yeah. sh- and they do the show inside, and then people are allowed to dine in at the restaurant and watch it on a screen. So in L.A., they're kind of doing great. comedy. That is great. Uh, yeah, support that shit also just to give a little east coast shout out the restaurant part of the comedy cellar is back open so you can go to west forth and go get some of their amazing food go check that out um we got one more clip should we jump to it yeah who do you got go ahead with the name that's a tough one yeah one of my favorite comedians i love this lady she's so so funny and uh she's one of these people who the second she gets on stage, people are just captivated. She's uh, just energy. She's a, she's a magnet. She's just very very fun to watch, and I love her. She's an incredible performer. This is Shalewa Sharp, and this is from Comedy Central stand up featuring just a killer set. I recommend watching the whole thing. It's like thirteen minutes long. I can only play a few minutes of it here. It's a little teaser, but here you go, 
Here's your little treat. This is Shalewa Sharp. I'm wasting away watching reaction videos. <laughs> Can't stop. You guys know what I mean by reaction. If you don't know what a reaction video is, it's basically a video where an ordinary person watches an extremely talented person and then we watch the ordinary person sitting in front of a wall of laundry giving their thoughts and feelings. It is not fair, but it is free. So, that is what I deserve. But I'm not watching any old reaction video, okay? I'm only watching a very particular kind that pertains to uh, this singer. Um, she's a, a young white woman from Arkansas. Her name is Yeba. Are we familiar? <laughs> Uh-huh. Beautiful voice. She has a gorgeous voice. It's very soulful. It's very, like, gospel-influenced, you know? But, like, black gospel-influenced. <laughs> because I am not entirely sure what white gospel <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm assuming it's John Mayer. So, so uh, I'm watching uh, videos of black people hearing that voice coming out of a white woman. <laughs> and I gotta tell ya, mwah, 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 mwah. Oh, it's life-giving. It's so great, it's so great. Look, I feel like I should say right now that black people are not a monolith, okay? We are all individuals, you should look at us as such. We have our own opinions, our own thoughts, our own rashes. We're all very different. <laughs> but uh, we do tend to react the same way <laughs> when we see a white person doing something well. When a black person sees a white person doing something well, first of all, we're caught off guard. We didn't, we didn't know, we didn't know. So we tend to do a thing, it's a two-part move. It's a two-part move, so here's the first move when we're seeing a white person do something well. Okay, so maybe you've encountered it. It is a pulling back of the head. It is a screwing up of the features. It's a real Scooby-Doo moment. But that's not, that's not the sound we make. So here's the whole thing. Here's the whole thing. Okay. Yes, yes. That is it. White people in the room, have you been lucky enough to get an okay in real life? If you haven't, shoot for it. It is the warmest feeling. Tell me you haven't been somewhere and a black woman and look you up and down and go, all right, and you weren't walking on cloud nine for like the rest of the week. Wonderful, wonderful. Get you some.
That was Shalewa Sharp from her Comedy Central stand-up featuring set. You can see that whole set on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube page where you can see all kinds of cool shit. You can see hour-long specials. You can see so much good content. A lot of great stand-up on there. You can see this full set. Like I said, it's 13 minutes long. I just pulled three minutes from it. You got a little teaser. And if you like the show today, just like Netflix has its algorithm, I've got the Tom Tickargorithm. If you like Chad Daniels, check out Kevin Bozeman. And if you like Joel Kim Booster, check out Dwayne Perkins. That's Dwayne Perkins, D-E-W-A-Y-N-E Perkins. There's two, actually. This is the younger one. Check out the other one, too. Why not? But uh, check those guys out and uh, email us at suttpod at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.